a little disclaimer before we get to our acrepro.com buy sell. I messed up. Markel Jones holds the freshman record for Purdue at 875 rushing yards in 2015. And as you will hear in this Zoom cast, we had mentioned Montreal Lowe and uh, not Tom Deanhart's fault, but it's my fault. Uh, it is Markel Jones, 875 yards back in 2015. And Devin Mockaby has a chance to do it. But we will say that we're still buying, uh, as you'll hear, that uh, Mockaby will break that record. So uh, just a little disclaimer before we get to this week's edition of Acre Pro Buy Sell. <laughs> Welcome to our, I guess it's our bi-week edition. I may have said last week we weren't going to do one, but Tom Tom forced me into this. Um, and uh, no, he didn't at all. But we're glad to be bringing to you. We're going to kind of look at where Purdue is after eight games and some records and have some fun with this as we as we do every Tuesday early in the week. We want to thank Acre Pro, the Midwest Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group are your local farmland specialists with decades of experience in Indiana agriculture. No one knows the market better, whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit acrepro.com or call 765-587-3185. That's 765-587-3185. And uh, they'll hook you up. All right, Tom. Uh, it is it is the bye week. Purdue sits at five and three. Um, there's all kinds of things we're going to hit, hit on just in terms of what we see projecting out the rest of the year. And I'll start with our, our uh, we've talked a lot about Devin Mockaby and his, his role. And he now sits at 581 yards rushing. Uh, the all-time record, all-time record for freshmen at Purdue Montreal, 841 yards. Interestingly, Brandon Jones is next on the list at 668 uh, then you've got uh, Corey Rogers at five or Corey Sheets at five seventy one. Corey Rogers and Mike Northington at five oh two. Mike Alstead only one hundred ninety five yards rushing, but he did have a hundred yard game. All right, I'm going to start it up with you. Uh, by let me ask you this: Will he buy? Will he surpass that in the regular season? So not even a bowl game. Do you think uh, that gives him five games? No, four games to get. Uh, basically 300 yards buying that oh yeah without a doubt <clears throat> you know i think he'll uh, i think he'll surpass montreal lowe's total in 1999 like you yeah. said 841 yards rushing on 173 carries for old montreal low we're number 29 that year before he moved to number three too that was another piece of useless, useless trivia but go ahead <laughs> yeah, he uh what's what's not to like about Devin Mockaby? Uh three 100 yard rushing games already this year. Never been done before, right? By a pretty freshman. I don't think so. And then remember, he didn't even play in the Penn State game in the opener. So had no chance to, to take a crack at gaining more yards in that game. So uh he's a little banged up. He's gonna get a chance to get healthy this week. He will start the rest of the year. Uh no shock there. He's got that intangible to him, some elusiveness, separated himself away from his peers, I believe. And looks like he could be a, a cut above, if you will, Alan. And I think for sure he's going to surpass Montreal Lowe's mark 
and become uh, the Purdue's all-time leading freshman rusher. With who knows, Al, maybe a chance to, to get to the 1,000 yards even before we they get to a bowl game. So um, it's ambitious. Right now he's averaging 80 yards a game. So do the math. He's got four games left, 320 yards. That put him. That put um, him at eight, that, that would put him at eight eighty one. Close. So may, maybe I think if you look at his average, his average is dragged down a little bit by his early games. If you look at his average from October, though, I bet it's over hundred yards. And if he can continue at the clip he had in October and November, I think he has a chance too. I know Iowa's got a tough defense, so does Illinois, but you know Northwestern and Indiana, he can maybe make some hay. But he'll be challenged those first two games in November again against very good defenses in Iowa and Illinois. Though it impressed me that he got 100 against Wisconsin first yeah. night since uh, since uh, we think Kendall or Ed Watson uh, first first and Allstott too the same game right, right. 1995 was the uh, the last one so that yeah that's that was impressive I I do think he gets into and you know what and we'll discuss this to, we'll discuss this topic if he would get six more games. And I understand he's got a ways to go there. Uh, uh, but if he would get uh, six more games, which would mean the Big Ten championship game, et cetera, uh, you know, he's got a chance to make a thousand yards. And they're really, you know, you look at the history of Purdue football running backs, and we've, we've hit that over the years. Not a lot that have run for a thousand yards. So uh, that's pretty impressive that. Uh, uh, you know, that he would have the opportunity to do that. Edwin Watson also, as a freshman, we did look that up 272 yards rushing in his freshman year. So uh, pretty impressive numbers to say the least by Devin Mockaby. And I'm going to, I am going to buy that he's going to surpass Montreal Lowe. I, I think uh, stating the obvious, barring any injury, he, he does that thousand yards. I'm Boy, selling that. Oh, that's I'm tough, tough, but it's not impossible, especially if if you assume five games. If you got five games, he's got to average about ninety yards a game to. to yeah, maybe, maybe he will. And, yeah, I, know, I think only five five players have had a thousand yard seasons for Purdue. Right, Leroy Keys, Otis Armstrong, Scott Durkin, Mike Allstott, and Corey Sheets. Joey Harris, right? Didn't Joey Harris have one 1,200? Oh, you did not. I no, think. Corey, Corey Sheets, I'm looking at the rushing leaders year by year for Purdue in the media guide right now. And What about check Corey Yeah, Corey, yeah Corey Sheets. No, what about uh, Joey Harris in 2002? No, no, Joey Harris had nine. No, Joey Harris, no, he never. He never made he, it, okay. No, he rushed for – oh, no, you're right, he did, Alan. He got 1,100 yards, so there's six yeah. guys. Yeah. Six, six guys that rushed for 1,000 yards for Purdue. And I'll tell you, as much as I, I did like Corey Sheets as a rusher, and he had big, but I think Mockaby, uh, my favorite run, my favorite, I thought the best running back Purdue's had in the 21st century, maybe Mockaby before we're done. Uh, but Joey Harris was the guy that I thought really could run yeah. away from people. And of course, he was academically ineligible, unfortunately, that senior year after we put him on the cover of our football preview. <laughs> these are things you don't, don't forget. Uh, Joey was a terrific, terrific speed guy and uh, had one really yeah. good year uh for out of texas i don't know where he was we're in texas but i remember that okay so we've firmly established that uh, we think he can beat that montreal low record and i he's been terrific to watch and uh, he did impress me last week uh, even against wisconsin he's hanging on to the football he has only one fumble yeah right so uh doing a good job all right uh, Charlie Jones, another one, uh, his 121, Chris Daniels, 1999, that same year with Montreal Lowe, 
imagine that you had that passing game and you also had Montreal Lowe running for as a redshirt freshman, but yeah. Charlie Jones has got 49 catches to go. Is that what we added up? And I guess it also would help him if you get six, six a game or six games, but you're going to pass Chris Daniels. What do you think? It's going to be tough. So what do we got? Daniels had 121 and Charlie's got 72 right now. Like you said, so if you play five games left, let's assume five. That means he's got to do uh, uh, forty-nine to tie, fifty to pass him. Yeah, he's got to average. Yeah, he's got to average at least uh, six catches. No, it, no, eight catches a game, right? Nine catches almost uh, if he's going to get there. But uh, I'm going to uh, say, you know, that, that, that's that's exactly where he's at right now. He's averaging nine catches a game, and. Uh, <clears throat> I think he's going to do it. It's going to be really close, I think. But I think Charlie Jones is going to do it. And, um, yeah, the way he's produced, I know he had that little lull in October. Um, we saw him sort of come out, make make a coming out party again against Nebraska. And last week he had 10 catches up in Madison. So he will have had a couple weeks to rest here for the home stretch. And he's going to be a featured weapon. We all know that. They're going to, they're going to try to get the ball to him as often as they can. And who knows, Alan, maybe, and it's a big, maybe Brock Thompson's back, which would create a diversion maybe to, to give Charlie Jones some, some more open room to, to, to get open. But, time, yeah. I'm saying Charlie Jones is going to do it. He's going to become pretty single season all-time catch guy. Hope yeah. But I, my, my video starts playing, which is always fun. Um, Yes, I, I think you I think I'm I'm still gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna get really close. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell, I'm gonna say he's gonna end up 119. Now, why I say that? Because we can. Uh, there's no there's no he's been terrific. I, I do worry about his general health. That guy is just, you know, we well documented, you've documented Carmaz as well about the whole notion that he's not practicing and uh, and still coming out and yet i think it's interesting that jeff brom really does talk about loves the kid's toughness and his willingness just to get out there and throw it all out there and uh, i yeah. think that's a, been an impressive thing uh yeah we took out the buy sell of brock thompson uh playing and we'll we'll think he's you know, that's going to be an interesting storyline and that might really that could free him up a little bit uh, too if you could get another weapon in there you might make it easier for charlie jones you think yeah, I guess I'm not sure <clears throat> when he's going to be back, Alan. But there's no doubt if he if he gets on the field, it certainly would help Charlie Jones. But these uh, this week is going to be a big one. It seems like for Brock, and then of course the week of the Iowa game. Um, this is a two week window here for maybe to, to get on the field and get over that knee injury. Um, like I said, I think it's it's very much up in the air right now, but. I think a lot of fingers are crossed that old uh, Brock can get on the field uh, to give Charlie Jones and that receiving course some help. Yeah. All right. Uh, another record that, again, this is kind of the week to look at that. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, 10 touchdown passes short of Curtis Painter, who is second on the list. We all know who number one is. Uh, this is silly because I think, well, I'm thinking – Though Aiden did not meet the pace last game with the only one touchdown pass against uh, Wisconsin, right? But uh, a sure a sure buy that he's going to surpass uh, Curtis Painter at 67 with five games left. He needs 10. I think so. I mean, last week was a little bit of an anomaly for Aiden O'Connell. Um, just was out of sorts. You got to give the defense of Wisconsin some credit. Yeah. 
Some of it is on Aiden, though, but, again, I think that was the outlier. I think he's got at least at least 10 touchdown passes, if not more, left in him for this year. Uh, I expect him to step up and uh, and pass old Curtis Painter in the, in the record books for that. Uh, I still think he's a special quarterback. And um, last week, you know, those, those two interceptions in particular by John Torchio of Wisconsin were, were killer. Yeah. Uh, Aiden needs to uh, – Aiden needs to tuck and run uh, four yeah. or five times a game. Uh, he still seems to be hesitant to do that, but I don't want to get off on a tangent. But I do think he, he's, he's going to pass Curtis Painter there and on that all-time mark, Petiti passes. And then um, I guess so I'm, I'm, I'm buying that, right? Yep, I think – and I am as well. I think he's going to get over – I think he'll get over 70, uh, which is a, quite an accomplishment. Not – you know, I understand Drew Brees is – Drew Brees, I'm looking at the record right now. Drew Brees had uh, career touchdown passes at uh, 90. I don't think he gets to 90, <laughs> but uh, but uh, what a, what a career that Aiden O'Connell. Though though last week was disappointing and and certainly did not have the kind of year that uh, that uh, or kind of game that uh, Purdue needed uh, for the Boilermakers to, but he wasn't the only one. It was just not a, not a good performance. All right. Now we look at the big picture buying or selling that Purdue we've talked to, you know, not, we're not trying to be cheerleaders here, but Purdue it's all in front of the Boilermakers still nothing really changed in some ways things changed because Purdue may have, may have gotten exposed in some areas. We'll find that out in a couple of weeks, but Buy or sell that Purdue makes it to the uh, to the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. I've got to sell, Alan. <clears throat> um, I think Purdue's got a great chance to go three and one in November. I like their chances against Iowa, Northwestern, Indiana. I'm just no. I'm not sure how good of a matchup they are for Illinois. Um, you know, Brett Bielema's built that program like he had Wisconsin when he was yeah. the head coach in Madison. Similar type situation, right? <laughs> Physical ground game wants to punch you in the nose. It's a great back and chase Brown. And uh, then, of course, the defense, which has been the real story in Champaign. They've got a rising star and Ryan Walters, a coordinator, playing terrific on that side of the ball. So, yeah, just uh, uh, the matchup doesn't, wouldn't seem to favor Purdue. And it's over in Champaign as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a tough hurdle to get over. Now, Illinois does have some, some uh, interesting games left besides Purdue. Alan, they have to go to Nebraska this week, which I think is a very interesting game, a very dangerous game. Yes, I agree. And they still have to go to Michigan too. So who knows? Maybe Illinois has got a couple more losses in them in the big 10. They already have one big 10 loss. Purdue has two. So, but you were still going to win that head to head with Illinois, you would think. But at this point, Alan, I guess I'm selling the fact that Purdue will be able to win in Champaign. I think they go three and one, but not four and zero. I think they're going to be eight and four in the Big Ten, and probably still go to a pretty good bowl game. I would think. Well, you know, and Tommy DeVito's having a great year, throwing ten touchdowns, two interceptions, seventy percent completions. Uh, he's doing the he's doing the job, and if he stays healthy, which he didn't against Iowa, though they still were able to to come back and win that game. Yeah, I, it's interesting because Illinois. Uh, and we're getting ahead of ourselves as we like to do. Um, Purdue needs to, if Purdue would lose Illinois, Illinois would need to lose three more times. 
uh, for yeah. to win that division. And that's not impossible, but they've got, they've got, uh, they go to Nebraska, like you said, uh, next week, they go to Michigan, which is going to be a loss in all likelihood. And they have Michigan state and Northwestern at home. So I yeah. think his ticket to Indianapolis and a three, four touch, three touchdown underdog to Michigan or Ohio State. That, that would still be a good problem to have if you're Purdue. Don't get me wrong, uh, to have that opportunity. But uh, I do think that that's uh, that that's going to be an interesting um, and, a, and a and a rough word. I'm going to sell that as well. I I just thought I thought uh, Wisconsin kind of did to Purdue the things, and Purdue did it to themselves. But it was it's it exposed some things. Jeff Brom's really good at at, at uh, counter punching. Maybe he'll be able to do that against Illinois and come up with a uh, and Iowa and get that offense back to going the way that uh, he wants it to. But uh, that's going to be an interesting, interesting sidelight to to watch uh, as we as we make our way to into November. Uh, all right, well, yeah, and it's, you know, it's funny. It's Purdue's really dominated this Cannon series too of late. Yeah. They won five of the last six, and if you go back even a. 1990, 1994, Alan. I mean, Purdue's just absolutely dominated. They only lost one, two, like six games since 1994 to Illinois. So they really dominated this. And uh, not that history matters in any series, but just kind of interesting how they really had Illinois' number for over 20 years here. And and this matchup, obviously, coming up on November 12th in Champaign would be the biggest since, you know, they were both were ranked when they met in 2001. Um, maybe the biggest ranking for the Cannon since that 2001 clash that Illinois won 38 to 13. Yeah. That was, of course, was an Illinois team that went to the Rose Bowl. Or, I mean, they won the Big Ten. I think they went to yeah, the they went to the Sugar Bowl. Right, yeah. Right, that year. Mark yeah. was the head coach and Kirk Kittner was the quarterback. That's right. And I do think that you look at that game um, and, uh, you know, it's funny because the next two foes, Purdue has obviously dominated Iowa under Jeff Brom, seemed to have their number. Um, uh, you know, Purdue did not distinguish itself last year against Illinois, but got out of there with a win. Remember that game was a slugfest, 13-9 in the rain, or a little bit of rain, as I recall. And uh, Brett Bielema was able to, you know, Illinois. Though Illinois had an interesting year last year. I mean, they even in that first year, they go to Penn State, right, and win. Yeah. And obviously, they've been able to carry that momentum forward uh, from that standpoint. And that's going to be uh, interesting. But I, I think it's, I do think Purdue's swimming upstream, not impossible by any stretch. And it would be a fun experience. There's still 15,000, I read 15,000 tickets still left for Purdue, Illinois. Uh, you know, if you beat Iowa, it's going to be, it'll be, who would have thought, and we have laugh about this, and who would have thought a game that you circled on the schedule is almost a sure win for Purdue and a game that, you know, yeah. against a bottom feeder, that's the way the world changes uh, with respect to that. All right, let's now, and I'm throwing a curveball at you because I like to do that, bowl games. Does Purdue get to a Florida bowl by herself now and and, and i am it's funny because i usually start to look at that kind of now and start to look at that bull stuff um my early analysis which could be dead wrong um if purdue the only way purdue will probably get to the rose bowl big f uh is if you win the division obviously and then beat ohio state or michigan that's that's this, the lone way because you got to think that the big 10 is going to send that loser of ohio state michigan to the rose bowl that, that would be it now new year's day six bowls 
not looking good for Purdue because it had Purdue beaten Wisconsin and run the table and lost in the lost in the Big Ten championship game, maybe. But Capital One, Tampa, Jacksonville—is Tom Deanhart going to be sun tanning himself in Florida come uh, come uh, holiday time? I want to buy it. I, I think there they are as long as they finish second. Yeah, behind uh, what I think is going to be Illinois in that Big Ten West. I think they're going to have a good shot. I've seen some projections, I think, by our buddy Jerry Palm has them in Orlando playing. I think it was Ole Miss. Yeah. So that'd be a heck of a fun game. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, they got a great offense. The USC transfer quarterback. So I think uh, I'm, I'm going to buy that. I think as long as Purdue, like I said, can finish eight and four, three and one down the stretch. I think um, I think they're gonna. I think the Big Ten office, of course, is really involved in this is too, Alan. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the Big Ten office may, with an assist, help Purdue uh, secure a, a bowl spot down in uh, the old Sunshine State for for the Boilermakers. Well, right, and, and Purdue has not been down there since a long time, right? Well, well that, Camp Sports Bowl, two thousand six, right? Yeah, that so, debacle against Maryland. Yeah, yeah, and that was the most forgettable <laughs> game. But yeah, I, I think that there's something to be said for that, and we'll start to delve in that. To, uh, start Ooh, to break it. it down. But uh, you know, you look at probably Penn State's going to Penn State will be higher yeah. in the pecking order if Wisconsin finishes eight and four. They're always attractive. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to start. And of course, Purdue just lost to Wisconsin, but that doesn't matter anymore. They can no. play anywhere they want outside of the New Year's Day six. Like, like you said, it's, it's been so long since Purdue's been down there. I agree. There's got to be a hunger. And I think that's got to be a factor uh, when, it, when it comes to slotting these teams and bowls. And um, like you said, the records, people would get so out of, been out of shape when, they go, we deserve that bowl more than them. But again, that that these bowls are just about selling tickets and they're executing the television. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it would it's not be based on, it's not really based on your merit. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're not going to do a buy sell of whether Aiden O'Connell plays in the bowl game. We're not doing that today. Oh man. Okay. Not it's yet. Not, not yet. We're not doing that. Uh, we're going to refrain from that. Uh, but I'll let you mull that over. Oh, for you. Right, we'll, right. we'll we'll talk about that once <laughs> Purdue gets to the bowl and Mike, you know, I, I don't even want to come. I'm not even coming. So, because I, I do have an opinion of what I think he would do, but we'll, we'll reserve that. And it's based on nothing more than complete utter conjecture. So, and that's what we do on this show. So yeah. Tom, I, I appreciate your time and we will be back. Uh, we'll do one next week. It might be Wednesday due to, due to some travel considerations, but and some other things going on that you all will find out about here before long. But uh, we we always enjoy it. It's 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 my therapy with Tom here. We get to talk some college football, which I enjoy. Yes. So nobody knows it better uh, the the landscape of college football than Tom Deanhart. We're lucky to have him with us here at Golden Black. So all right, we want to thank. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group, and they're your local farmland specials. Don't forget to visit acrepro.com or call 765. If you're on your tractor right now listening to this, <laughs> as you're working your way through the fields, first, thank you. Wow. But uh, make sure you you talk to Acre Pro and, and Kyle Spray, 587, uh, seven, excuse me, 765-587-3185. And I, we are hearing people that are, used, that are listening to this uh, on their, as their 
they're working through the fields and we appreciate them right. as well. So Tom, have a great rest of the week. We'll look forward to another edition of this and uh, we filled you full of useless, not useless. Our, our opinion is kind of fun for us to do this and we'll yeah. see how it all works out. Purdue off this week. They played by the way, and I totally, but Iowa game been set for time, game time. Not yet, no. Maybe Saturday night or early Sunday morning. Oh, a six-day pick. Okay. And yeah. I know that some of that stuff's going to happen down the stretch uh, as we get into November. So, all right. Have a great week, Tom. And uh, we'll look forward to our next edition of Acre Pro Buy Sell. A lot of fun to do this. And a uh, lot of hoop stuff on the site, too, as we get – by this time next week, Purdue will have – be about to play its first uh, men's basketball exhibition game too. So, all right, have a great week all. Thanks so much. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.